Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. God bless the weather. I didn't think I'd ever be saying it on the show this year. I've been moaning about the weather as you know if you join us on late lunch each day since what Louise last October I'm probably giving out about it, aren't I? I'm, I'm getting grumpy, I'm getting shocking out <laughs> contrary and that. But the weather, the yes, weather. The <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to go into the week with the joy, the vivre, and suddenly the rug is pulled from under me. <laughs> You're right. I, I have to say, uh, it's been brutal. But look at this. Look at this settled spell now that came in last week and is with us at the moment. And it looks like, we, we, I've been mm. looking at the forecast, you know me in the forecast, sunshine all the way into next weekend, the bank holiday weekend. Oh, great. God for yeah. it. We needed it. We, By God, we needed it in this country. Who's we certainly did. By oh, no, Thursday? no. I'm going to break up the shop. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to smash the shop up if I hear anything about that. If I hear a word that we haven't got water to take it handy, I'll just scream. I'll come on here screaming one day. Uh, I really will because that's the greatest nonsense in the world. But look, anyway, you could just... Did you notice it? Like, you had confirmation the weekend. Yeah. And you were out and about quite a bit. I, you just noticed everybody in better mood. Mm. You know, everywhere is brighter. Brighter. People are looking better. Yeah. The summer clothes are out. Yeah, you can the, see my skin. Look, <laughs> that's the first time I've shown my arms in about a year and a half. I, I don't know. You'll be able to wash that lagging jacket anyway. For <laughs> oh, three layers. <laughs> start, yeah. But true. But you know what we're getting at. It. It, it just. It, it lifts the spirit and it brightens everybody. And is there anything nicer? Let me say, than. A 99, a cone, a whipped ice cream cone at this time of the year. Ah, oh, Louise. Fab. Fab. We were, myself and Ken were on our way to Sheelan on Saturday evening, uh, late afternoon for a bit of evening fishing. And of course, we're driving down Truce Lane. The car wouldn't go by the lights. My car <laughs> refused to go by the lights in Slane. It actually took the wheel by itself and parked itself. Imagine that. My car parked itself because we had to call into Mimnas in Slane for the 99 mm. and the uh, chocolate in it okay. as well in my book and I love I love whipped ice cream and I, I enjoy yeah. it everywhere really I get it but I have to say Mimnas in Slane is fantastic do you have do, do you like whipped ice cream yourself and the 99 love whipped ice cream yeah where yeah, would you just go? To, I wouldn't I'd kind of go with three kids you kind of just go where local yes. so I go to Sandpit or Terman Fecken um, or you know it just depends on where I am yes. but I think everybody if you look at people eating an ice cream, and I guarantee you have your little quirks, they all eat the 99 in little different ways. Some people just nibble at the edges of the top of the cone. Mm. Some people take a bite out of the bottom of the cone and suck all the ice oh. cream down. <laughs> Some people get the flake and push it right down into the cone and then yes. everybody has a different way of, of eating, eating ice cream. And you probably have your own, I'm sure. Well, I'll tell you what I do. I don't bite the bottom off because it spill everywhere. So what I do is... <laughs> I actually, yes, I do indeed. I, I actually, when you when you get in warm weather, it'll drip quite quickly. Mm. So I lick all around the ice cream to make sure that none of it drops, even down the side of the cone. Mm-hmm. I always keep that going, that none drops down. And then I have a bite of me little flake 
and then into me ice cream, bite me flake into me ice cream and eat the thing down to the very last. Mm. I have to say, Chairman Feckin, Sandra isn't in Chairman yes. Feckin. Uh, our crew go there all the time mm. for the 99s. They drive out from town and get it there and they love the ice cream there. Mm. We're going to talk about ice cream for the next while because there's a little story behind it. But if you're listening to us today and you love your whipped ice cream and 99s, it's an old favourite of ours. It really is on late lunch. But let us know where you love to get your whipped ice cream from. Where do you love to buy your 99? Tell us a great place near you in the northeast, Lowther, Mead or beyond. Let us know. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Where is your number one place to get your 99? I want to hear from you on the show this afternoon. We have a man standing by and I call him the ice cream man. Sure, you could call him nothing else because his whole life he's been involved with it and his two sons now run the wonderful uh, Scoopalicious in Navin. Brendan, Brendan Crosby, welcome to the show again. Good afternoon, Jerry Louise. Thank you very much for having me back on the show. Not at all, not at all. We, lo- we love the 99s, you know that, Brendan? Yeah, absolutely, we all do. We all love the good weather, the ice cream and uh, most important. The whole flake in, in the top of the cone. Mm. Now, that's the thing, because news has uh, emerged over the last few days that that flake, that very flake that goes into the cone, is flakier or more crumbly than usual. Have you been hearing this? Well, there's funny, there's mixed news and mixed comments about it. In fact, I was talking to Owen, my son, and my wife, Pat, about it. And uh, yes, the, the flake is slightly lighter and flakier, but... Some people have turned around and said that the, the, the flavour of the flake is different and nicer. So there's mixed reactions to it, but uh, a little bit crumbier. But once you obviously keep the flake at the right temperature before you put it into the cone, it'll be perfect in it. So it's welcomed by some for flavour, a, a little more uh, fragile, others would say. Uh, Cadbury moved the production, you probably heard this, um, to Egypt since 2020, so it's been made uh, elsewhere. Um, so there's a bit of a question mark, are, are they doing it a little bit differently? But Cadbury seem to say not so. Yeah, well, I suppose, again, as, you, as I was saying there, it's a little bit thinner. Um, but quality, but uh, flavour uh, different for a lot of people, and and the, and the response is quite good. That the flavour is nicer. Yes, and and for for you over the years, because I wouldn't like to start calculating how many ice creams you've sent uh, sold to people and and uh, made up over your lifetime, Brendan. But it, it, it the flake in the cone still the number one choice for the whipped ice cream. Never mind flavourings or hundreds and thousands or that type of stuff. Well, Jerry, you mentioned there about pulling cones. The last time I was on your show, I said it was uh, 42 years ago. It's a little longer now. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a long time, well, you are. long time involved in the ice cream business. Yeah. But yeah, people like, I, I, you were talking there about how people eat cones and all the rest. Right down to believe it or not, getting the 99 with the flake and obviously, most important, the hundreds of thousands are strawberry or whatever the child or adult wants. And in some cases, they get the spoon and they actually Pick from the spoon, use the spoon with the cup with the 99 in their hand and eat it that way as well. Because again, people have their own uh, ways of what the way they want to eat it, a cone or eat a 99. Like. Yes, so everyone has their little quirk, as Louise was saying, uh, yes. in the way they actually consume the cone. You've seen that as well. But come back to the flake. What about, you know, flavourings on uh, a whipped ice as well? I know children have their own, uh, you know, raspberry and strawberry flavourings as well. Is it something that you have seen become more popular uh, over the years? 
Well, even right down to where before you'd even put the flake into the cone, you'd obviously, you know, maybe put a hole in the centre of the cone and put a little bit of hot chocolate into it or again a bit of strawberry oh. or, or Nutella or uh, Kinder Bueno or caramel. There's, there's such a, a variety of, of topping sauces that people want and obviously different ways of doing it to make that difference. And I suppose, if I may put this myself, um, we were one of the first to put to dip a cone into the chocolate and we get a lot of people looking for that today as well because that was going back in the days when I started, all you had was you know, obviously your, your, your cone yeah. and you dipped it in chocolate and put hundreds of thousands on it. That's quite popular as well. But in some, but in some cases we would actually put the chocolates into the middle of the cone. So again, it's something that people, different people, people like different ideas. Mm. And, different, and we do different ideas for people. We listen to the customer. Yeah. The customer wants, we will do it. God, I can just imagine that. The burst of flavour you get when you put it into the centre, all those different flavourings you mentioned there. And then when you actually encounter it through the ice cream. And obviously when you roll the chocolate in it, the chocolate solidifies with the cold of the ice cream. Correct. But again, not the easiest thing to do. Uh, as far as when you're learning how to do it, there's many a cone drops into the chocolate, and you have to. So, but over time, over time, uh, you do get you do get to, to, to very used to it. But it it is very popular. Like I had a situation yesterday. I happened to walk in the door at one stage, and there was a lady in, and I was talking to her, and she says, "Oh, I'm in for my uh, my ice cream with the chocolate on it." She was a child when we had another shop many years ago, and now she's bringing in her own children, mm. and she still remembers the chocolate. On the on the on the ninety nine or on the cone, you know. Yeah, God, the price of them has changed in all the years. When you think back to when you started, what the cost of them was like, the whole world has changed, and your price today is nothing compared to years and years ago. But they were cheap and cheerful at one stage. Well, we and we might remember. I'm not showing, don't want to show our age, but you might remember we used to do we'd shop in Railway Street called uh, Leesbrook Stores, and we used to do an after school uh, deal where we'd sell the cone for twenty p. Ah. Um, if I can get a little plug in here, we now do a uniform after school routine with milkshakes. Why won't get one free? Right. And uh, very popular with the students. We charge three fifty, so you get two for the price of one. And uh, we do that after school for the students. So we continued with having an after school deal. Mm. Obviously, the milkshake now is a very popular thing. Well, Louise had just said to me in my headphones, didn't you, Louise? Yeah. 20p, the 20p, you remember I, it. I remember specifically my first day ever in secondary school in Mercy, in Navan, and you were only up the road. And it was lovely, of course, in September, first day at school back. And we all said, right, we have to go up here for the ice cream for 20p. And the queue was nearly from Railway Street down to the school. <laughs> well, I'll never forget, but it was worth the wait. <laughs> Well, well, Louise, we were again in those days. We had strawberry, vanilla, mixed ice cream with chocolate in hundreds and thousands. So we had a machine actually that, again, in those days, there wasn't all the, the variety that there is today. You had that three headed machine to do all that. But today, I suppose ice cream has completely changed mm. from yeah. July. I remember uh, that. It came out you know, all the colours together. Yeah. I could tell a funny story, but I, I wouldn't like to in case my wife is listening in. Oh, go on, go on, go no, on. No, I, go I on. couldn't actually, because I, I might get divorced. Uh, I wouldn't like it. Uh, we'll, we'll pay the fees. Go on, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> well, well I, my wife, is, I, and I hope she's not listening in, but we, we one particular Sunday in Railway Street, we were, ex, as we said, outside, out the door. I think it was Cemetery Sunday. But my wife had, and, and, and there was one or two other people on, um, had pulled so many cones that that night we were in bed and my wife sat up in the bed and she says, a strawberry vanilla mixed chocolate in hundreds of thousands. So it's something I'll never forget. <laughs> and, uh, 
she killed me for saying that. Anyway, <laughs> it was it was uh, something that that has come gone down over the years, and it's something that I always remember. But uh, yeah, she was dreaming about pulling cones that night. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, so, uh, oh, Pat, only a man that loves you with all his heart would actually still, tell a story like still, that. She's still, ahead, she's still very much she's involved in the, still in the business. There. As, as I have, and I, again, two sons, one with autism, Kieran. Kieran's adopted. He's from Bulgaria. He's 25. And uh, he came to Ireland when he was two. And he's very much involved, not actually on in, in behind the counter, but in the background. Yes. Uh, you know, bringing stock in, bringing all the relevant stuff, making sure the shop is ready for the following morning. So, and then obviously own our, my younger son who's involved in the business. So we have staff then as well and uh, we all work very well as a team. Mm. Try, to, try to give top quality ice cream, top quality service and of course standards and everything is so important. Yes, and you are working out of Scoopalicious, that beautiful place in Nava there. And the other thing just to say, this is uh, on the serious side. You know, there's a lot of health and safety involved here behind the scenes and keeping everything clean and uh, 100%, isn't there? There's a lot of emphasis on you guys to do your job 100% right. There is indeed, Jerry. Well, first, yes, we are. Scoopalicious is, if I guess, the plug-in press. We're there in Preston Place. We're at the site and there beside McDonald's. Um, and, uh, yes, there's a lot of behind the scenes, which, um, I mean, in any business, there's a lot behind the scenes. But, obviously, where food ice cream is concerned, we obviously have HSE regulations related to temperature checks, quality checks, uh, cleaning of ice cream machines. Again, that's a very important thing. Uh, you know, the bubble waffle machine has to be kept right, all the relevant stuff. So there's a lot of stuff goes on mm. early in the morning, late at night. But again, I suppose in some cases, people might realise it has to be done. But in order to give the quality and the standard that's required, so that the customer, when they come back every time, gets the same quality, that has to be right. Um, again, the, night, the ice cream machine has to be cleaned on a, on a, on a weekly basis. Your gelato machine um, has to be defrosted and all the relevant stuff, again, on a regular basis. We, when I mentioned gelato, we actually sell um, a brand called Lick Gelato, which is our manufacturer has won awards for the best ice cream in the UK and Northern Ireland. And again, a lot of different flavours in that as well. Mm. So yes, there's a lot of scenes. But again, no different than any business once you do it right which we glad to say we've always done it over the years and you continue to do it and having a team around you which we have we all work well to make an experience for that customer coming in and you know you you talk about uh, you know uh, troughs and peaks you're open there all year naturally weather like this I take it you know the sales go through the roof absolutely Jerry. I suppose well ice cream I suppose again on my own experience over the years has completely changed again as we joked earlier on about strawberry vanilla and all the rest that was going back in the day so all year round I mean yes no question about it the sun comes out business increases but again people are buying from bubble waffles to crepes to smoothies to we do bubble tea as well mm. your coffees your donuts you know your uh, crosses, all the rest, which all incorporate ice cream. Yes. So in the cold, in the cold weather, people will buy a bubble waffle, they'll get their gelato ice cream into it, they'll get their strawberries, whatever the case, their toppings, their hot chocolate, whatever on it. So yeah, it does change um, through the seasons. But yeah, we love to see the sun change. But again, I heard, as Louise said, and you said yourself, it keeps us all from the, the shorts up or on, gives yeah. us that holiday mode, whether we're on holidays or not. We'd have an ice cream, we'd go for a bag of chips, whatever the case may be, 
So it, it works for every for mm. all of us, like you know mm. what I mean. Does so recession, it, does tough times affect you? Or you know when there's a squeeze, as we've all been experiencing with you know energy prices, uh, fuel, you name it, the cost of groceries and that. Does that impinge on you with your ice cream sales? I haven't seen it, Jerry, but we ha- we have we, like we're heading for two years now this August, and we have not touched our prices in any manner. We have left the same price from the Good day we opened today, and no different. You mentioned it there. Our energy prices trebled, but we haven't done that. We haven't touched anything. Continued to give the same quality service that we started with, and hopefully we'll continue to do so by giving that and giving value. And talking about that, Jerry, if I'm allowed, I'd like to give. Uh, the first five people into Scoop Delicious, um, a free ice cream, either a, a 90 main or a gelato with three scoops of ice cream. And if they lay a photograph to go back to yourselves or wherever the case would be, um, Owen or Alison, who are on there this afternoon, anytime it's now, between now and we say half two, the first five, if that's okay with you, yep. the first five people into Scoop Delicious and mention um, Jerry Kelly or, or Louise Ferrer. Um, there and they listen to the LMF, so Scoopalicious will be delighted to do so. Okay, that's great. So you have to go into Scoopalicious and say, Jerry Kelly, Louise Walsh, late lunch, LMFM radio. That's the important thing to say. LMFM radio. You say that, first five in, they're going to be looked yes. after. Yes, and just Owen or Alison who are there will be only delighted to look after. And send us back a pick. We'd love to see you getting your ice cream in uh, Scoopalicious. You're a great fella. Good luck to you. Hope the, la- the good weather lasts till the end of September and that you sell loads. <laughs> you're even more ambitious than me, I have to say. <laughs> Brendan, you're a great guy. Thank you for joining me on the show. Jerry, thank you very much and appreciate uh, being asked to come back on the show. Not at all. And say hello to your wife, Pat, if she's still there when you get back and uh, the boys. (laughs) Okay. See you, Brendan. Bye. That's Brendan Crosby there. How do you like your ice cream? Where do you get your whipped ice cream from? Scoop Delicious is a fantastic place in Navin. Where do you go for your whipped ices? Let me know. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. They're coming into me here as I speak. Christy Ryan's shop in Ratmaline, Jerry, says uh, Mairead, have 99 cones and ice cream to die for. Um, the I love the cone at the Ross Cross shop, says Rose this afternoon. I know that we shop there. It's absolutely gorgeous. Got to try the 99s in Clarehead, Jerry. They're simply beautiful, says another listener. Maria says, funny enough, I like the Supermax whipped ice cream. Isn't that interesting? And you know, Louise, this one, I, I know there's so many individual shops to it. Uh, Big Mac, uh, the McDonald's ice cream. I don't know whether you ever tasted it. No. You know? Nice? Very nice. Very nice with an apple pie. A hot apple pie. Oh, lovely. And McDonald's ice yeah. cream. I, I have to say, that is a really nice one too. i just like to give a shout out on days like this to all the people working in an ice cream shop near school. <laughs> because I'd say after two or after three... <laughs> They are just inundated with all screaming kids from about four years upwards looking for ice cream. They're going to be busy for sure. Yeah. They they really are. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) well done and good luck to you you all as well, as Louise says. Um, Just on the confectionery theme, I don't know whether you saw this. Do you like a Maz bar? No. A Maz bar. Maz bar. M-A-Z-Z-B-R-R. Oh, is it different? 
Well, did you not hear the news? What's happening? No. They've gone retro with Mars bars to give it its right pronunciation because uh, when they were launched, you know, it's in the, in the uh, public domain of Mars bar since 1932. Oh. And... Um, up until 1977, it was a paper wrapper on the Mars bar, right? Then they changed, right, to non-environmentally friendly. They're going back to the paper wrapper with the Mars bar oh. uh, now. And uh, they're trialling it in 500 Tesco stores in the UK. And uh, to get the good feedback, um, they're going to roll it out to Bounty Galaxy, Maltese's, Milky Way and Snickers, which is the other brands in that stable mm. as well. So they're going back to paper wrapping there and see how it goes. And of course... What would that work if it melts? Well, make sure you don't leave it anywhere it can melt. You see all that chalk that you usually have in your car? Mm. Mm. Shift it. <laughs> Shift it. Too late. You're going to be in a well of chocolate in your car. Too don't late. leave that chocolate in your car. I know it melts. It'll reset by October. Yeah, no, what happens is, it's great. It melts during the day and then during, at night time it's cool and it resets in a different yeah. shape and form. <laughs> will you give it to your children in the name of God and stop being a Grinch? You're on to me. I will. I'll get rid of my Easter eggs this oh, weekend. Oh, you haven't got Easter eggs. I have, yeah. Oh, Christopher. I have two arrows. You're joking me. Two arrows, one kind of funny one and it's got all kind of all these sparkly things through it. Maggie would like it upstairs and um, I have a, a Bailey's one. <laughs> Oh, what are you like? I just have to say. <laughs> you see, I do say, right, I'll get rid of them. And then I add to it. I add to the collection for the kids. And then the kids get loads and then I have loads left over. So just there if, you know. I'm just thinking here. I'd love to see leave one in your front seat. And you just jump into the car in an emergency <laughs> on the phone and sit in it. I'm probably kind of like a modern day one of them child catchers. Do you remember that? That What was that film? Shitty, shitty, bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> Except for it'll be called shitty, shitty, bang, bang if you sit in the chocolate. <laughs> anyway, But I'd smell nice. Oh, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, listen. Listen, there'll be people wanting to lick your jeans clean. Yes, of course. They're not paper jeans. <laughs> no, they're not. You can't go near them. <laughs> anyway, yesterday, my girl was 55 yesterday. Miss Kylie Minogue celebrated oh. her birthday yesterday. She was 55 years of age. Happy birthday, Kylie, belatedly. There you go. And it looks like she's big number one hit in the charts on her hands as well. Badam, badam, our latest single uh, is flying high. And there you are. That'd be a lovely can present we play for that our this birthday. Week? Um, well, I'm sure it's in there somewhere. We'll ask the boss we'll if we see. can and see if we can but anyway big birthday day for the girl yesterday anyway let's have a song on a late lunch and before we play it oh sorry I nearly forgot big birthday interleague huge oh big yeah, birthday interleague Trevor Connell is celebrating a big birthday interleague Trevor happy <laughs> birthday and I'm delighted I can't, you won't believe this I'm everybody has to just rock up and give him a kiss oh listen Trevor Connell, wish him happy birthday. Do what you want with him. Anyway, it's <laughs> great to see him wearing the red and white, the new loud short that Trisha bought him for his birthday. Yeah, it really looks good in him, I it believe. It looks great. Yeah, in him. It does. he's and always he, wanted. You know, you know he, and he's right as well. He's right supporting a team <laughs> that are in the All-Ireland, you know, and <laughs> leaving the mead short aside until a later date, perhaps. He won't like us for that. Keep up, keep up that support for the Wee County, Trevor. You're a great man. I love that about Trevor you know what I mean it can be me they're loud he's so so generous like that in his support happy birthday Trevor have a good one we'll never be able to set foot in the lake <laughs> now artificial intelligence or AI it's been in the news new time even the weekend newspapers is full of it 
And it's in the news, I'll tell you, because, you see, the people who actually uh, were involved in developing it, tech leaders, uh, are warning people about the dire potential consequences of their own inventions. But is it to be feared or will it enhance life for humankind? Well, we're going to talk about it for the next while with Mark Kelly. He's the Director of Relationship Management with AI Ireland. Mark, great to have you with us on the show. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for, for speaking with me today. No, and you with us. I do appreciate it. Look, for, for our listeners here on Late Lunch on LMFM, artificial intelligence, it's not a new thing. It's uh, embedded in a lot of our lives already. Give us some examples. So the, the best example I'd probably share is Netflix. So when people are using Netflix, you are getting recommended from a recommendation engine. So the shows that you watch, let's say you give them a, a like, thumbs up or thumbs down, or how much of a show you watch, or uh, you know how much of a sh- many series that you watch, everything that you will be actually shared with in the future is based on your previous uh, watch history, but also your demographics, uh, your location. So nobody has the same Netflix experience. It's all based on personalization. Let's say you're putting a, a search into. Um, Google, things to do on the bank holiday weekend. Well, if you start to do T-H-I-N-G-S, it will come up with a high level of certainty in terms of what you're actually going to put up and that is generating uh, text for you to, to go through. But even if you look at uh, fraud detection, so if, if, if there's a, an account to query you may have or you're getting a, a call to say that your, your credit card has stopped working, chances are they've seen a regular uh, account system and they're actually flagging that. And that's worked across billions upon billions of different types of um, series that are going through that. But then drug discovery. So bringing drugs to the market can take between 15 to 20 years, if not longer, billions upon billions of, of dollars invested in that. And now this is actually doing that and a lot shorter. But the great thing about it is there's a lot of different case studies. And you know, I'm the founder of Artificial Intelligence Ireland. And we have over a hundred podcasts available for people to listen to case studies in action that actually share how AI has been used in Ireland. And each year we have the November AI Awards and we've had that for five years now. And we have over 400 case studies about how companies have been able to utilize an AI in Ireland and, and abroad. So the real applications are available for people to use. And, and this is using technology as an enabler. So you obviously like this you're you're pro it and it's very positive and the examples in your podcast show us how it's used in a positive fashion it strikes me that ai has been invented by mankind so one of the fears is that it'll take over from us that it'll control us control everything on on the planet is that an irrational fear so i think when you look at this you know ai is a technology and it's it's evolved it's become, I suppose, in the last nine months, it has kind of exploded. So I've been in this field for five years. I've interviewed over 400 leaders in AI, and not one of those leaders have said we would be where we're at. So we're definitely at a, a turning point. Now, what's nice about living in Europe is we have the European Union that's very focused around um, having guardrails around this, and the, we've set up an AI act that's become a step closer because it's now going to be passed um, which in, the, in the coming months, which means that it's going to take into consideration the limitations and the biases that AI has. And it's going to mean that if you're going to use an AI product, you have to 
be mindful that it has to pass certain criteria. The easiest way I'd, I'd explain that would be kind of like a safety mark if you're selling like kind of electrical type product. So there's a lot of different biases and the algorithm you know, is based in certain cases on information that, that isn't true. So we have to take all that into consideration when we're using this. And you know, same way if you do a Google search and information comes up, you don't take that as the absolute truth. You need mm. to understand that it, it could actually uh, drop down. So what you have is people can see the positive impact and how it can actually positively impact people's lives. But also there's people that's flagging it as the challenges and adversarial effect in terms of privacy and making sure that that's actually used for good, right? And people don't necessarily know where this AI tool will go because we're at this kind of point where it's been a lot of positive case studies, but people are concerned that it could go into negative hands. And this is why the AI Act and you know different countries are, are putting this into place because they want to add some type of regulation to this and that people you would then the nice thing about chat GBT is because it becomes so popular and people are utilizing it it's really bringing a, nas- a national conversation and this is what I want I want to have a national conversation where people are talking about the advancements and how we're actually going to be able to utilize this and ultimately how to help improve society about how we actually see it day to day Yes, so what you're saying, there are potential dangers here that the EU is legislating for now, but it couldn't take over. I just want to come back to that point again. Can can mankind invent something that could actually, you know, destroy mankind? Is that, is that, you know, is that possible with AI? So, so let's be kind of clear. So as much as advanced AI and ChatGBT and Baird AI and these things are, are incredible at the moment, what we have to look at is, is you know, be, OpenAI has been able to put a user base on a technology that's been around for years, which is fantastic because it's letting people try it and utilize it. New case studies are coming together. And it does sound intelligent, but it's it's not sentient, right? So yes. so we need to understand that that it's not it's not sentient. Yeah. And what we're trying to use for this technology is making people's lives easier, mm. making them making it able to actually do business more effectively, be able to, if like you're a teacher, you can gather research, you can create a, a class plan, you can do so many different things to to add value. And what you want to try to do is make sure that you don't kind of go past the mark where you're concerned that this isn't going to add value, but next to be turned into negatively. The, the, the concern people have with AI is it doesn't learn like we learn, like it, exponentially this grows so quickly that the world, once it's out, I suppose the genie and the bottle, once it's out, you're kind of concerned that will you ever get it back? And this is the importance of having different stakeholders and society involved in having guardrails, having people knowing that when you're building it, you've got privacy by design and you're actually thinking about the long-term impact of technology rather than actually just getting it out there and actually not being mindful. And luckily where we live, this is front and center of the agenda and it's something that that gives me great confidence about it as well. Mm. And and I know you say we live in Europe, it's just that you worry about perhaps other parts of the world and what people might do with it. But but here's the thing, sentience is very important because you can't, you know, perceive or feel things, but yet, you know, the intelligence is the other aspect of that. But that gives me perhaps a little comfort as I hear what you say. The other big worry about this is, and it's all over the place as well, all the job losses are going to be ginormous across industry, business and the world. 
Is that a fact? Is it going to wipe out employment? Well, what we've seen is through COVID is the fast track of digital transformation. So what that made was where people you know, couldn't leave their houses, they needed to be able to do things mm. online. And, you know, this could be as simple as going to spec savers and trying to have that type of experience. Or let's say you want to get your driving license uh, done, you can, you, you, you can upload that and actually get it sent to you. So digital transformation is, is not going to stop. So I mentioned Netflix at the start. Yeah. Companies want to have that Netflix type of experience. Users want to have that Netflix type of experience where it works. So there's always going to be industries are all going to change and everything is going to need to be improved because customer experience, people want this. So with that, people's roles will change. And with different types of tools, uh, AI tools, you'll see Recent research has said between 10% to 50% of people's roles will be automated in some of their tasks. So that doesn't mean that humans will be removed from those roles. It just means that the human will be in the loop, but part of their role will be automated where they can do more creative style work. And for from my perspective, if you can use technology to add significant value to the person doing the job and then from the customer experience and that that is a positive thing however there's also an education piece needed you know digital dexterity for all is really important and when we created ai ireland that was the main purpose was to let people know about that for the older generation to make sure that they're actually embracing this technology because as much as people are, are hearing the buzzwords I want people to feel comfortable around how to start to use this, how to engage with it, what are the pluses, what are what are the minuses. And part of that is also education, you know, just in terms of ups, taking a taking a short course, you know, watching a tutorial, trying to think how can I significantly add value to my job and how can I add value to the role I do. The nice thing about AI though is it's it's moved away from you have to be a dedicated programmer to get a value from this. People can actually utilize this technology by being problem solvers, being creative in their approach. And there's there's a huge opportunity to generate jobs about that. And Ireland's in a really nice position to be a leader in this area in terms of setting its stall out to actually generate more jobs than 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 losses. So I'd be more focused about the possible jobs that you'd be able to create. And for a lot of the jobs that would be automated or spoken about automated, it's because there isn't a skill set out there to deliver on those jobs. So they actually need to create different types of tools to actually automate those tasks. You mentioned education and of course chat GPT has uh, raised its uh, head in the education field in in particular. Um, will that replace Google ultimately? Well, if you'd asked me six months to nine months ago, would I see Google search being overtaken the next two, three years, four or five years? I'd be like, no, not a chance. But from using ChatGPT personally, I found it to be absolutely incredible to to use. So I can't see why people will continue using Google search in the years to come because ChatGPT is is so much more advanced. When you're using ChatGPT, you feel like saying thank you. When I use Google search, it's more as a transaction. So it's the, the emphasis now is 
how does Google step back up? And, and Google have got involved with, with Baird AI, and this is their, their equivalent to ChatGPT. So there's still, you know, um, a long way to go. But how we interact with this technology and how we interact with searching and how we interact with our day-to-day will change. And I expect in the next year to 18 months, we will have a Google, we'll have a, a Google style or Microsoft style assistant where you will be able to have a personalized journey. So for example, if you want to somebody reminding you how to do um, a cooking lesson or giving you some advice on your fitness goals or how you're actually planning that trip abroad, your itinerary, using plugins to enable uh, an airline pilot, an airline service such as Ryanair to choose your ticket uh, or if your phone gets um misplaced or broken rather than you have to go through all that process you'll be able to get a chatbot to be able to manage through that process for you in a really straightforward way and that's the way it's going to be and even now when we're actually doing a google search chances are we'll speak into it rather than actually do the typing or if we're watching a tv uh, program or you know using our smart tv we can we can speak so it was that was a start to evolve I see the next six to 12 months as being truly groundbreaking in terms of how quickly it will evolve. Um, but we all need to be available to go on that journey. And, and step one is just open our eyes to start to use some of these tools. Misinformation has been a big issue for the social media platforms. Will it be a challenge in this area too? You've seen the way that's been manipulated around the world to peddle lies, to be honest with you, in many instances. Where, where does that fit with AI? And that's, and that's a real challenge. You know, people people understand that's a challenge and it's something that the whole industry needs to work on. You know, fairness, transparency, explainability, that has to be the foundation of this because if it doesn't, people won't believe in it. They'll they'll mistrust this and that's going to push AI products uh, further down the line because people just won't want to try to engage in us. And this is where... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. The regulation has to come in to make sure that there's a there's a barrier for people actually working on on negative um, misinformation and putting it across because that's not a society I want to live in. Interesting, uh, lots of food for thought in what we've been speaking about for the last while. I thank you for joining me and throwing some light on this for us, Mark. And I wish you well uh, with your company AI Ireland. Thanks a million. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Take care of yourself. That's Mark Kelly there, Director of Relationship Management with AI Ireland. A whole new world opens up in the very near future. That is for certain. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Oh, it'd be the right weather to sail away with David, wouldn't it? David Gray there, yes, out on the water, the place to be. I'll tell you, it's not, you'd be fried out in the water. You've got to make sure you're well, well protected from that sunshine. The sun, Louise, and protecting yourself from the sun is just something I wanted to mention today on the show. Hats, plenty of cream on with children as well, because in minutes in that sunshine, mm-hmm. You know, you'll feel the heat on your arms or wherever else besides. It's so important, isn't it? it really yeah, it's is. not only sunburn, it's the other, you the know. UV. Yep. The UV rays that they say around Skin all cancer. year. Yes, absolutely. You know, and I'm the worst in the world in angler. For years and years, I, I, look at my hands. Look at the colour of my hands with fishing. Look mm-hmm. at them. Look at the colour of my hands compared to anywhere else. Because you wouldn't think of really putting sun cream on. And you're generally covered up everywhere else. But you know what anglers and farmers and outdoor people... Back of the neck, the ears, Louise. Oh, okay. The ears. You forget the ears and people, skin cancers are divil on the ears as well. Mm. You've got to do the ears, but it's well, well worth protecting. Because the skin would be much thinner, wouldn't it? Oh, indeed ears. it is. Indeed it is. And, you know, mm. it's been a problem. Isn't it amazing, though, what, 20 years, the changes mm. to do it? Like 20 years ago, you know, you see all the students out in front of the school in good weather studying and putting olive oil on their legs to get a better tan. To get a better Mm, or or um, yeah. what's the other olive oil or the sunflower sunflower, sunflower oil. oil yeah well so you'd look better with the sunflower oil I'm sure <laughs> it was just like to attract the heat I mean crazy when Mad you think about stuff. it or, or you know I remember my dad my dad was brown as a berry and he'd be working outdoors in the summer with the shirt off you know what I mean mm. he would be just you think he was Spanish at times looking at him with the sun, you know, and people love to get that colour. And yeah, it looks well. People, I noticed a lot of the milk bottle arms and legs out the last few days. I meant to say that. You know, the milk bottle, the milk bottle, like myself. I'm a milk bottle myself. The milk bottle crew that come out at this time of the year. You can get a great thing now. It's a moisturiser, tinted moisturiser. So you, you don't have to go out into the sun. You can just put it on your arms and you can get a tan. And you have the colour instantly, have you? You've moisturised your arms, you have the colour instantly. And, and you don't safe. have to, yeah, you can wear a cardigan outside or a legging jacket or anything but you don't have to expose your skin unnecessarily got the things I learn on this show every single day of the week are amazing but it is important you know to to mind ourselves we know that now the knowledge is with us god when I think years ago you're right when you go back and remember people mm-hmm. coming back from Spain with the with their skin bubbled <laughs> no I, I'm not I, I'm not joking I saw people coming back in mm-hmm. at airports with bubbles look Bubbles on their arms and legs from the scald and from the sunshine, mm. the damage we didn't realise. I got massive burns in, in Australia. 
Did you? I was really sick. Like I should have probably went to the hospital. I just, I couldn't even walk. My my legs were that, kind of the skin on them had gone so bad. And I just, really? I was in, it was in bits for days. I was in bed. I couldn't even mm. get out. Yeah, it, it will Awful. bring a sickness. I got, would you believe, I got uh, sunburn in the Alps. In, in the, the Alps. Alps. In the Alps. Summertime in the Alps. Up in the, you know when you're that high up. Altitude, And yeah. you don't realise that you got, and I got, I felt I had to go to bed for a couple of days sick. Sickness, sickness with, with the barn oh. that I got as well. You know, you'd think, mm. you know, you're up there and there's still snow surviving there in summertime, but you're closer to the sun, the UV, etc. You know, so you got to really, really take care. But especially 50 plus and keep applying regularly. Yeah, yeah, that's the message today. And it's so important to do it. And watch the children as well. You know, they, they are hardy in that, but they need to get their, their sun protection on early in the and day. Soles of your safe. feet yeah. for the kids running Most around. Stop. Stop. Anyway, but we're not we're not killjoying it by any means. Get out and enjoy it. Love it. And the vitamin D from the sun is great too. But just to be sensible. That's all we're saying. A little bit of sense is very, very important. Now, the other thing with the sun in this time of the year is you need to hydrate yourself. And especially with the exams, Louise, coming up, it's always generally yeah. good when the exams start. So what about this? Hydration, eating well in exams? Well, we're going to find out about it next because Rachel Graham is a wonderful nutritionist. She's a great friend of ours on the show and she's with me in a few moments. Sod's law. It's always uh, belting down the sunshine, I mention, uh, when exams are on and the exams, to say the exams set to start and the pressure is really on. And I know revising is a huge thing. Knowing that you know as much as you can going into the exams is a great help. But it's important that you get rest, you get sleep and you power the old human engine with food and drink. Good stuff, that is. And uh, the exams on the horizon, well, no better woman to talk to than Rachel Graham. Afternoon again, Rachel. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for joining us on the show. It is an aspect. Uh, I, I don't think I'm taking liberty here and saying it that at times is not talked about much. You know, hydration, good nutrition, etc. In and around exam time. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's so important um, because. Well, actually, our brain is our hungriest organ. And, uh, you know, you may underestimate that fact, but it becomes very apparent once you sit down at your desk and start studying because you will find yourself really hungry when you're concentrating a lot. And there's a lot of, you know, mental processing going on, memory, concentration, all of these things. And, you know, our our brain actually runs on, on glucose. So we need to constantly fuel it in order to, and make it easy for it to function optimally. And um, I think also at exam time, you know, we're stressed. So that's another factor. And um, so it's really important to be able to give our body the key tools that it requires in order to be able to function and also not to be reactive to stress. So um, and nutrition really plays a key role. And there's lots of things that you can do in order to make the whole process easier, to make yourself feel more energized less stressed and, um, and and also give yourself that longevity because, you know, it's a long day of exams. And, you know, for some students, they may have two exams in one day that are, you know, very different, very complex. And um, so you need to have that kind of staying power for the whole day. And so specific foods will really make that much easier for you as opposed to what you may think as being the obvious choices like those high energy drinks or high sugar or, you know, carb fill, filling your day which are in fact the wrong choices to make. 
So let's take a typical exam day for a student and they get up, you know, a reasonable hour in the morning, a couple of hours perhaps ahead of the time of the exam, which they need to be up anyway. Let's start there. Breakfast wise, what should, should they take on board? Yeah, so really looking at um, complex carbohydrates, which are the whole grains, um, protein, so things like eggs and yogurt, healthy fats and nuts, avocados, all of these uh, choices will give you that sustained energy that I'm talking about and really help to support that cognitive function. And, um, and you know, by including these these types of foods, which are um, omega-3 rich foods um, like walnuts and chia seeds, things like that in your granola or adding those to porridge. Those are great choices as well. Or having something like a live probiotic yogurt, which is protein rich, um, also with something like some good nuts and seeds like a, a low sugar granola. These are all great options um, to, to help you start your day. And should that be sufficient? Let's take a morning exam and you do a two, two and a half hour morning Mm. exam. Should that be sufficient or what should you take with you to the exam hall? Let's talk about in terms of hydration or something to boost along the way. Yeah. So, I mean, typical brain foods would be things like walnuts, uh, blueberries. So you could take those as snacks. It's actually you're better off not, you know, overloading your gut, first of all, with food, because it's actually going to make you feel really tired. Mm. So you're going to be finding that you're you're just not as focused as you need to be or want to be. So actually just um, eating roughly every three hours is my general recommendation because that helps to keep your blood sugars balanced and it means you're constantly topping yourself up. So a normal size breakfast, you don't have to overeat, um, but do take snacks with you. So you could take something like oat cakes with you. You could take some almond butter with you. You could take some apple and almond butter. You could take some blueberries with some walnuts. Those are all good snack options. So uh, a Mars bar we were talking about earlier on. No disrespect (laughs) to Mars or anything like that. You'd steer away from that stuff, would you? Yeah, I mean, it's just high sugar. So you're going to get a massive glucose spike and then you're going to crash straight away energy wise and you're just going to feel tired. And, you know, you're going to be craving more of those types of foods. You'd be likely then reaching for things like caffeine or high energy drinks or sugary drinks. And you're just going to be on this sugar high. So you're going to be literally wired and tired and it's not going to help you to, um, you know, make all those, you know, cognitive processes that you need to be able to make in order to ace your exam. So let's take the example of somebody who has two papers. I don't know how many times this uh, crops up, but there can be an instance where you have a morning paper, an afternoon paper. What do you do in that Mm. middle part when you have the break? What do you suggest there nutrition wise and uh, taking on board liquids? Yeah, definitely hydrate for sure. Um, And also get outside and get some fresh air. I think taking a break, taking short breaks in particular are so beneficial. Give your brain a rest. You know, mental fatigue um, really is uh, can impair your 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 um, performance. And, you know, also then allowing for some healthy snacking and hydration or a proper lunch, depending on how you have fueled yourself before and during your exam. So just make sure that you're well prepared. And um, I think just taking a break is also really key. I mean, it's beautiful weather at the moment. I heard you guys talking about it Mm. um, and it can be so beneficial uh, just to take a break and and just actually do something that isn't learning related. Maybe just kick a ball or go for a nice walk or chat with friends, you know, do something, give your brain a rest. 
Good advice there. And then when the day is concluded, let's say the main meal happens around uh, tea time, late evening tea time or whatever. Mm. Again, what do you need there to fuel the body to optimum level for the stress and the strain of exams? Yeah, so I think, again, in the evening time, so what you want to do is you want to set yourself up for a good quality restful night's sleep. So you don't want to overload with like a massive bowl of pasta or a big, huge pizza or something like that, which you maybe may find yourself inclined to reach for because you want to reward yourself. Um, instead, I would generally say have a really nice piece of grilled chicken or fish with a nice salad, maybe some whole grain rice, maybe a, a baked sweet potato. You know, those kind of things will actually, first of all, you'll be able to digest them a lot easier. Your body's going to be able to utilize um, and absorb all of those nutrients really easily. And that is going to support that uh, recovery that you need um, and give yourself again that rest. I'm also encouraging relaxation just, you know, to unwind and de-stress really, really important because you want to be able to wake up the following morning feeling refreshed after a good night's sleep and be ready for the day. You know, it's kind of like a marathon this, you know, so it's Mm. like an endurance test nearly, you know, so just every single day, just um, looking after yourself. So self-care is really important. So each day, if you follow that uh, routine and your advice there, it'll set you up optimally. Sleep is a thing we've talked about, you and I, in in the Mm. past. And, you know, staying up late at night, you know, really cramming on the eve of any exam is something that I've heard, not alone from yourself, but from the experts in terms of studying techniques, they actually don't recommend. What about sleep, getting a good night's sleep? How many hours on average should an 18, 17, 18, 19 year old be getting at exam time? Oh, well, I mean, our teenagers naturally sleep more because their brain is developing. So actually are, you know, we think that seven or eight hours sleep is like the nirvana. But for them, that's actually, you know, not really optimum amounts of sleep. So they're they're looking at more, um, 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 you know, in terms of their duration of sleep. But I think sleep quality is just as important. So. Uh, you know, getting that morning light is also really important because that actually promotes the synthesis of melatonin, which is your sleep hormone. So that will enable you to fall asleep easier and then also to stay asleep. Um, So if they can get seven or eight hours, that would be great. I mean, I I know that especially during exam time, you know, if if you have a student that's really intent on doing very well in certain subjects, that they are going to be studying a little bit at nighttime. But it's just maybe more light revision as opposed to cramming um, and not doing overdoing it and trying to get into bed early. Um, Also, avoiding screen time as well, too much of that, because that blue light that is emitted from our devices Uh, like our laptops and our iPhones and whatnot, is very stimulating. So that can actually disturb that whole balance between melatonin and cortisol, which can then unfortunately negatively impact your sleep quality. So you're really better off just trying to have put your phone or your laptops or whatever it is in another room, put on some relaxing music, maybe even do a little light stretching yoga I mean, this is kind of, you know, we're doing things at a very high level here, but still, you know, any form of relaxation um, is so beneficial for you. And even if you could take a magnesium salt bath, 
that would be great to help relax you because magnesium is known as nature's tranquilizer. Uh, heating up the body as well uh, to a higher temperature also makes you sleepier. So that will also send you into a nice restful night's sleep. Um, but magnesium is fantastic. And you could even supplement that um, and in the evening time in order to help relax you, especially if you're feeling a bit anxious um, maybe about the next day's exam. You could also even journal a little bit, Jerry. That would be really good. Just get it all out on the paper and, and don't take it to bed with you and worry and stress and fret about it overnight. So all of these things will be just setting you up for good quality sleep that is going to help you wake the following morning feeling refreshed that you are going to be able to slay the day, as I say, and because that is uh, that's what you want. You know, you want to walk into that exam room feeling confident. God, you are a coach that will be in demand all across the country with exams <laughs> uh, looming for sure. But look, at seriously, th- that is all sound advice and can make a huge difference to a young person tackling these exams. There mm-hmm. is no doubt about that. It's uh, it's something that it's an aspect. That's why I wanted to talk to you today about it. It's an aspect. Again, I come back to this that is, is often overlooked. Yeah, exactly. Very much so, because you you think, OK, God, cramming, you know, excessive caffeine, sugary drinks, yeah. you know, all of these kind of things, which basically lead to sleep disturbances, restlessness um, and just, you know, those highs and lows of energy and crashes, lack of focus. So it's really working against you. It's like putting a massive barrier up between you and the results that you want So just think that this is a marathon, not a sprint. And, you know, you need to fuel yourself effectively and accordingly in order to be able to maintain the pace. And also not that at the end of this whole thing, you're literally going to collapse in a heap, that you're going to be able to then, you know, enjoy your downtime and maybe go off on a nice holiday or whatever it is, you know, but it's um, it's it's a it's a strategy without a doubt. And I think going into exam time without a strategy in order to fuel yourself effectively um, would be something that is going to impact your your performance. The difference my life would have been had I known you all those years ago and <laughs> you directing me compared to the way we took it on. Oh my God, don't even get me started with that one. But a uh, sound advice from Rachel Graham this afternoon. Uh, just before we finish up as well, a lot to uh, look forward to for yourself because your new book called The Menopause Kitchen is on the way. July, is it? Yes, exactly. It's going to be available in all bookshops nationwide on the 6th of July. So it will be with Eason's, Waterstones, Hodges and Figgis, um, the Kenny's. Um, it is in Dubray. It's everywhere. So mm. I'm really excited about that. And um, actually, Eason's have a pre-order special offer that if you pre-order with them, so it's available on pre-order for all from all of those um, outlets that I just mentioned, But if you pre-order with Eason's, uh, they're running a competition where you can uh, win a one-to-one consultation with me. Um, And yeah, so that's a nice uh, incentive, I suppose, to order with Eason's. But yeah, I'm very excited, I have to say. And building on all the work you've done and what you've written about on your website and everything else, you know, dealing on one-to-one and in group uh, on group basis as well with people over the years all coming together. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's fantastic. So I'm delighted. I really am. It's great. And I'm looking forward to seeing my book in the shops and being able to uh, share more recipes and and, um, advice around menopause um, for my clients and for, you know, women who generally need this kind of advice. 
Your Grace, and to make sure a copy of the book comes this way, and we'll get into more detail about it uh, near the time of launch. But do check this wonderful woman out, uh, rachelgraham.ie. All the information is there that you need to access. Have a lovely day, and thanks for uh, organising the uh, sleep and nutrition and hydration for our exam students this exam time. Thank you, Rachel. You're very welcome. You're very welcome, Jerry. Have a great day. All the best. You too. Take care now. Bye-bye. That's uh, Rachel Graham there. She's simply wonderful. rachelgraham.ie. She's a wonderful website there. Do check her out. Best 99s, says a listener, uh, Finley's Shop Irish Street RD. Brendan was on to say that you can't beat the Roma in Dundalk. It's absolutely fantastic. And they have all the sauces and the hundreds and thousands and flakes and anything you want. Thanks indeed for your messages to us about wonderful ice cream whipped ice cream cones. Uh, do you know what I did yesterday, Louise? I'm, I'm, oh God. I was up in the attic and I took down the paddling pool, Louise. Oh. I took down the paddling pool. Now, we've had to change the paddling pools a few years because mm-hmm. generally when you take them down year to year there's a puncture in them or, you know what I mean or mm-hmm. a hole or something or you blow them up but water and the next thing you wear is like a pancake on the grass can you fix it with patches oh, I never bothered no. just went oh. and got another one anyway we got quite a decent one last year good size feels a bit heavier than that I have to go at it now. The girls and boys want it uh, this week available to them to uh, arrive at Centre Parks, which I call my back garden Centre Parks. <laughs> uh, the grandchildren will arrive and they want it pumped up. Do you know what the bugger is, though? Blowing up the pool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're not going to pump. We have a pump. Okay. Thank God. But then the trouble was getting the right fitting, you understand, yeah. to fit the pool. But Sarah got a pump, great pump. And actually, they borrowed it last week. I must get them to bring it back. But did you ever, were you ever involved in trying to actually blow it up? You know, when you have to press on the little valve. No, you'd be there for years. Years. And then your lungs, you'd be taking a breath. And trying to keep the air in and keeping it. And then you, know. you put it outside and the cat jumps in oh, and clothes and. <laughs> but I'm sure people are taking paddling pools yes. down all over for the, the place kids. this week for the children. Again, lovely. And it's a great, mm-hmm. uh, great thing for the little ones to have it, keep a good eye on them. And they just absolutely love it. Did I tell you I went out to our back garden once and found Messi in it? <laughs> Did you? Yeah. <laughs> he got in <laughs> you know Labrador I'm Labradors just... love swimming yeah once upon a time I had to shoo him out of it and uh, I didn't tell them I just scooped out the hairs and they jumped into it and there wasn't a bother in any of them at all would you use it I was in it yeah sure I was in it with them yeah sure mm-hmm. now league it like me yeah of course I'd have to I'd hop into it myself <laughs> <laughs> an odd time an odd time but they're chilly enough you know it takes a while for them to warm up don't be under any illusions the water isn't like swimming pool temperature or anything like that even like the sea uh, when you have a bit of hot weather anyway good luck with your paddling pools across the northeast and beyond late lunch LMFM radio I have books to give away after three for children you are my sunshine they're called don't miss that for your child I have books to give away but taking us up to top of the hour at three o'clock and your late lunch it's Starship and nothing's going to stop us blowing up them bloody pools whether it's with pumps or your lungs no it certainly ain't going to stop us in this weather to keep the children and grandchildren happy yes get blown get your pump out save your lungs here's Starship on late lunch looking in your eyes Hey Jerry and Louise, I'm imagining suggesting boiled chicken or even fish for dinner for my teenager after exams. OMG, oh my God, says Anne. 
And I know, and they they love the fast food stuff and the convenience and everything like that. But by God, it's funny, down the road, as they live more and learn more, they begin to realise, you know what I mean, about food and that. But I hear what you're saying, and most parents would probably reflect what you say. But Rachel Graham was with us to advise on optimum nutrition during exam time. And if you take her advice, well, it will help along. But we do hear you. Thanks for getting in touch with us today. We were talking about blow-ups, swimming pools. Rose has been on to say, my advice is to get a dog pool. They fold up. They don't, You don't have to blow them up. They're a good size, Jerry, and you just empty them then. So there you are. No so I could hop in the dog pool myself, I'm sure, with Rose's recommendation there. There you are. Get that one and there's no blowing up involved. Anyway, if you have the pump for the blow-up pool, you're all right. That's for sure. But trying to uh, put the air into it yourself, it's not the best of an idea, I have to say. Uh, Vivian, we got your message about that event coming up. It's a little while down the road. We'll come back to you on that, I promise you. Uh, but for the moment, let's do this on late lunch. Five, four, three, two, one. Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And today it's the number five from this very week in 1997. And the interesting thing about the number five in the top five countdown this week is that it was out prior to this. It was actually released first in 1995. So we're talking about Two years later, you'll know it well because it is the theme song from Friends by the Rembrandts. And when it came out first in 1995, it reached number three in the UK singles chart. And it was a big hit in the US on the US Billboard Hot 100 Airplay chart. It was there for eight weeks and topped that one, hopped it, topped another of the uh, minor charts in the USA as well. And would you believe it? Even to today, they reckon that this song is streamed on average almost a hundred times a week across the world. Its popularity endures. Yes, it's the Rembrandts, the number five from this week in 1997. And I'll be there for you. When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year, but... Rembrandt's theme song from Friends, second time round, 1997, this very week, number five in our top five countdown and uh, a cracking song it is indeed, number four on your way tomorrow and so on, and we count down to the number one on Friday afternoon. Now, final break of the day on the way on late lunch, and I have some beautiful wee books to give away to you this afternoon because the books are called You Are My Sunshine. It's the most touching colouring book I think I've ever seen illustrated and written by Neve Jones who's joining me next. got a lovely card recently and some beautiful wee books and the card said hope these little books bring joy to some little ones today. Well, they brought joy to this little one at heart here I have to say because I just adore them. They're called You Are My Sunshine. It's a lovely wee colouring book and it's illustrated by Neve Jones, who's on the line. Neve, afternoon. Hiya, Jerry. How are you? Ah, I'm better for receiving the beautiful wee books with the lovely ladybird, the bee and more besides on the front and the big sunshine. And it's so appropriate with the weather we're having at the moment. I love them, Neve. Oh, thank, thank you very much. 
um, yeah, I started uh, doing some digital art. That's how that happened. And I'd never done it before. And I'd always wanted to illustrate a book of some kind, maybe like a colouring book or something like that. So I was playing around with it. And, you know, the the kind of my story with art and how it helped me, um, I thought I could make it kind of a colouring book and then kind of an activity book as well. Mm. So kids can kind of write how they feel and that kind of a thing because even from an early age it's important to be able to express yourself yes because how you feel yes even when you turn the cover into the first page it says my feelings today i feel and the little one can put their feelings in there and of course on the inside cover they put their name their age etc and on it goes what age would you say these books are pitched at what child what child age i'd say start from about three. Mm. Now there is, um, every second page is to be coloured in so there is kind of um, reading, now when I say reading there's a couple of words on each yes. uh, page but it's um, even for a younger child if they wanted to colour them in and just draw a picture or anything like yes. it could be for any age really. Yeah and the, the, well, as I turn again it says keep smiling things that make me happy uh, yeah. there's advice in it drink lots of water water the flowers and then dream big what are your dreams my dreams and there's just little lines there you colour away and you fill in your dreams I'd say you're right from about three on up I'd say they're ideal for sort of the age five six seven eight around that age if I were to call it but look uh, that's just my assessment of it now you sent me in a number of these books and if you're listening to us today you've got to get going on this quick because we're nearly off the air would you like a copy of the book I'd send it out to you for your little one all you have to do is text or whatsapp the word sunshine which is in the title of the book you are my sunshine sunshine to 086 1800 658 and put the age of the child on it three upwards they love these. They're beautiful wee little books, I have to say. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Sunshine. Maybe put your child's name on it. That would be lovely if you could. And we'll pick some people to give the books to. Um, the feelings you have in it, you know what I mean? And, and the messages like share your toys, care for animals, treat yourself. All these are pages as I leave through the book. Again, you're, you're, you're thinking about children and the way they think and their mental health from a young age, Neve, is it? Absolutely, because it's, it's, that's, that's where it all starts, you know, and mm. that's where it's very important at that age, you know, and, it, you know, that kind of, to be able to express yourself from that age, you'll be able to carry it on through your life then. Um, yes. that's, that's what I think anyway, and you can do it, and it can be a bit of fun for them as well. They have the, the bright colours on the pages and they can do a bit of colour and it's, 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 Fun for them as well, you know. Mm, they're um, lovely. They're lovely. They really are. They they've touched me. I have to tell you, they're. I feel like getting me colouring pencils out or ever myself <laughs> and starting to have a go at them. But I think importantly on each of the pages, it allows a child express their thoughts and feelings. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And then in the back of the book, I just have a little piece to say that if they do colour in the book or a few pages, whatever um, is their favourite picture, they can get their mum or their dad or whoever it might be to send it in and I can put up their artwork on my on my website, on my Facebook. Isn't that just lovely? Now, there's an offer for you today. You'll be going across social media with your artwork as well and uh, Neve wants to make that offer to you. How do people do that? Just remind them or anybody can do this and get in touch with you because you have a, an Instagram, you have your website, WhatsApp or wherever. Let them know. Yeah, so if anyone wants 
um, a book or if they do get the book and they want to send in their child's picture, they can send it to uh, my WhatsApp on 087-312-8404. I'm on Instagram at artangeldublin, uh, that's all one word, or my email is artangel at outlook.ie. Artangel Dublin, if you Google that, you will get all the information on, on Neve as well. You know, you mix and match the sentiments and feelings here. There's another page, Treat Yourself shine bright positivity spread your wings make a wish you've left a page even that children can write down their wishes on that page you've you've i have to say you've packed a, a lot of thought into a lovely little book Neve. yeah a lovely little pocket sized book mm. so you can it's not too big and bulky you can take it out you can take it out anywhere and you can bring it in the car you know it's the type of thing you can just throw it in your bag and mm. Bring it anywhere with you. Um, yeah, I've done a lot of a lot of different kind of projects since I was last on in March talking to you. I started painting, um, doing my art on plant pots, and um, there was a there was a man down in on the Golf Road and Rush, um, Golf Road Nurseries, Alan Kelly, and he was nice enough. He's taken them in there, um, and they're 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 selling really well. I'm I'm out the back in the sun painting all day. Um, and I'm yeah they're doing very well and I went to the the city north that I was talking to you about yes. last time yeah and because that was a holistic fair I had my artwork but then I got into the whole um, holistic side of things with so the crystals and the incense and that kind of a thing so I started up my website and I started to sell crystals and incense and my artwork and prints of my artwork and all of this combined. And um, I'm actually opening my first shop now in Scaries in the first week of July, please God. Oh, good on you. So life has certainly taken off for you uh, from, you know, where you told us in a place you were at one stage to where you are today. It must, you know, give you great heart and encouragement. Oh, I can't. I can't believe it. I can't believe where I am now. I, mm. I've, I've never been happier. And, you know, when I was on to you in March, talking to you that time really gave me the confidence to push myself and to show my work. Because before I was, before I did speak to you, I I felt like no one cares, no one wants to see what I have to sh- to show or what I can do. And after the interview, I found it was the it was the exact opposite. You know, people do care. It's just if if you give them a chance to listen. Um, I there was listeners actually that came to the city north just to put a face to the name that they heard on the radio. Um, it was lovely. It was really nice. And um, yeah, I can't believe it. Ah, believe good it. on you. And thank you so much for those kind words uh, to us as well. I'm really thrilled to hear uh, how you know a, a chat, a little chat with us here, has made such a, a difference uh, to your own life. It's great. It really is great, Neve. I'm delighted for you. And onwards and upwards and forwards and all those words I say to you. But you've made a lovely job. I want to come back to this. You've made a lovely job of this wee book. I have to say, you are my sunshine. And again, check Neve out. Art Angel Dublin. If you just want to, uh, you know, uh, find out more about uh, this great lady and where you can get in touch or etc. Uh, just give your uh, email again. 
Yeah, it's artangel at outlook.ie. That's it, artangel at outlook.ie. Anyway, we have loads of people looking for your books again here today. <laughs> you can get in touch with Neva and she'll look after you, I promise you. Keep on rocking, young woman. Thank you so much for having me on, Jerry. Not at all. God bless you. Take care Thank of yourself. You bye-bye, bye-bye. That's the wonderful Neve Jones there. Ashley Maj, uh, Ada Quigley, Harry Todd, uh, Emma in Dundalk for Ruby, who she tells me has ADHD, and Ella Doyle. You're all getting copies of the little book today called You Are My Sunshine uh, by Neve Jones. We'll be in touch to make the arrangement. And thanks to everybody who's been WhatsApp and, and texting us in by the new time as we finish late lunch this afternoon. Enjoy the evening. Get out into your gardens, wherever you are, and enjoy the sunshine. Take it in. It's wonderful. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with the Drive on LLMFM radio. Make sure you have the radio on. You're listening to us on the app or online. Stay with us here on LMFM radio. We'll bring you the music to make the evening wonderful. And we'll be back with your late lunch tomorrow, Tuesday at 1.30. We'll see you then.